ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Gorn tries to get involved, gets the clearance, hand pass to Brayshaw, big collision with Maynard, long to full forward, whistle, and it's coming back to the middle of the ground. Now Brayshaw is now, Maynard has slowly got up. He's not in a good way, Angus Brayshaw. No, he's not. And the Melbourne players have come to remonstrate with Braden Maynard. That was Angus Brayshaw's final game of AFL footy. The 28-year-old has announced today that he's retiring on the advice of medical experts after a career-long battle with concussion. The AFL made rule changes after that bump on Brayshaw, but how far will they actually go in protecting players? And will we see more players medically retire from the game at a young age? I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily. Tom Maddox is a reporter with ABC Sport and Tom, Melbourne Demon Angus Brayshaw has announced his retirement due to ongoing battles with concussion. Can you walk me through what his history with concussion actually looks like? Well, Angus Brayshaw is known for wearing uh, helmets on the football field, although the jury is still out on the uh, medical benefits or advantages of wearing a helmet. Got his arms free, half oh. hit his target, Dunstan, oh. big head clash. Brayshaw, oh, no. who's got the helmet on, he's getting up slowly. We'll keep an eye on that. But he has had a history of concussions. He's played football for nine seasons now, almost 170 games for the Melbourne Football Club. And yeah, there's been a number of head knocks for Angus, unfortunately. But it really sharpened and worsened in September of last year when, of course, there was that infamous incident between Collingwood's Braden Maynards and Angus Brayshaw in that qualifying final between Melbourne and Collingwood. Angus was streaming out of the middle, kicked it into the Ford 50. Maynard left the ground to try and smother the football and ended up knocking Brayshaw out. And I don't think there's anything Braden Maynard can do there. I actually saw this in an under-18 game this year and the kick yep. got cleared, but it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. That's the reaction as the replay's been shown on the big screen. Uh, Maynard was suspended, but uh, eventually cleared at the tribunal and continued to play in that successful final series for Collingwood. Meanwhile, Brayshaw was knocked unconscious on the ground. Uh, it was a shocking scene, really, and had to be taken from the ground. The Demon stretcher just making its way out now. We'll see the Medicart on the other side of the ground. The gate has been opened for it. Now we'll see a pause in game here. Uh, our thoughts with Brayshaw and his family watching in the stands tonight. From then on, the football world was really worried for Angus Brayshaw, given his history with concussions. And he did improve somewhat. We didn't know a lot about how he was going, but we do know now that uh, he had a rehabilitation program. Uh, improved to the point, Poppy, where he was able to engage in a modified training program but with the news today and the statement from the club confirming his medical retirement, the club has said that a recent highly specialised scan result revealed microscopic changes in his brain that had developed since the concussion in September from that Maynard incident. And it was based on these results that Brayshaw uh, has been medically retired. So there was obviously a change in his condition and the development of his brain it was recommended by those neurologists and, and specialists that he should quit the game he loves. And he's, of course, taken that advice. And that's where we are now. It's just, it's a split second thing. I I really feel for Brayshaw. I think that's, it's really unfortunate he's taken out of a game so early. But yeah, feel for him and his whole family. Don't and you? his whole family, yeah. because he's gone through it um, so many times already 
But I don't think Braden Maynard could have done anything more. He has got to put pressure on that kick. And, yeah, it's just really unlucky. So you touch on that kind of high-profile bump between him and Braden Maynard in that final. The AFL have changed some rules around high bumps, particularly of that nature, the leaving the ground and that sort of thing. Can you explain that change and how it might protect players or discourage players? Well, as you know, Poppy, that the protection of footballers' heads is is such a hot topic at the moment in AFL and, uh, and of course, other codes, NRL, for example. And the AFL is, in its words, trying its best to crack down to prevent actions on the field which might uh, cause players to be knocked out. Many people thought that that Maynard bump was a, a so-called football act. Others thought that it was reckless. You can't stop momentum once you're in the air. It's a, it's a really it's a sad watch, unfortunately, because you've got Brayshaw, who's obviously knocked out, and Maynard, who's... Yeah, yeah, now we've got spot fires everywhere. And this is a real problem, that the umpires, with Brayshaw still on the medicab, players are rushing to be involved in a melee, which Jack Viney has started, grabbing the jumper of Braden Maynard. The AFL, for its part, has decided to make a small tweak to the rule, and effectively, there's now more responsibility uh, with the player that decides to smother so if they leave the ground as Maynard did, they have a greater duty of care to the opposition player. And if they do decide to leave the ground, for example, when they are trying to smother the football and make contact with the head, then they should expect um, to be penalised for that. And possibly we will see the effects of that rule change this season. It'll be interesting to see how players might adapt in those split-second situations, and it will be interesting to see how the match review officer considers these contests and whether he decides to impose greater penalties for those players. Football, as we know, is a fast game. It's a game of sort of nanoseconds. Do you Mm. think that we're going to actually see players able to change their minds? Do you think this rule change will have a tangible impact? It's really hard to know, but I think if you speak to any player and particularly players that are facing the tribunal, a part of their defence is often that, as you say, football happens in a flash. These incidents are so quick that you don't really have time to think about how you might change your body, how you might shift your hips or your shoulders, and that it's a game of, of instinct. So, It'll be interesting to see if players actually change. Uh, We have seen them change, though, in the last few seasons around the bump. The bump effectively is almost dead now, as Simon Goodwin declared last season. And there's been changes in the way players tackle their opponents as well. So while it's a a fast game, uh, players are smart. They adapt. And as the AFL enforces new rules, clubs have to, of course, enforce these changes on their players in the off-season. I want to touch on the specialised medical advice Brayshaw received. And given that and the way concussion is being looked at in our game, do you think we'll see more players medically retire from the game at a younger age? 
Yeah, I do believe that. And uh, I think we're seeing increasingly players decide to retire and often on that medical advice, as we've seen here from Brayshaw. I went through some pretty hard concussion stuff early in my career. And my first year of football was I played every game. I was living my dream out. And then year two, I got concussed. And then within a couple of weeks, was concussed again. And, and so I wore the helmet when I came back. And then year three, I had another concussion and another concussion again. So I missed nearly 40 games of football, just like that. My reality sort of shifts and yeah, from a such a high, this was a really up and down turbulent period of my life. And you know, CTE is something that's come out at the moment for past footballs and that's a degenerative brain disease that is you know super serious and takes lives. So I'm sitting there now thinking, okay, what is the rest of my life looking like? And were you scared? Real scared. Uh, but the medical advice is just getting better. And generally, neurologists are moving towards a more conservative approach in what they recommend to sporting codes, uh, particularly around the break that they should have when they have a head knock. There's conflict in the medical profession as to how long a player should be out before they return to training or, or, or to a game. So that will continue to play out. But I think naturally as as players get better and more medical advice and that the AFL becomes even more conscious of head knocks and concussions, I think we will see more players who retire prematurely because of, of concussion. How much, though, does the retirement of a 28-year-old player mm. highlight the issues that not just the AFL has, but contact sport generally with concussion and head knocks? Yeah, it's devastating, isn't it? And Angus had to tell his teammates this morning at Amy Park that must have been a very, very difficult conversation to have. And as you say, he's just 28. He has a fiancé and a family. And you always think of the families in this moment. We, we've spoken to Angus Brayshaw's mum for a long time. She couldn't watch her son play given his history of concussion. I'm sure he has lots of memories of 2021 Premiership, but 167 games, he could have played a lot more, well over 200 games. Bowie jams it on the boot. It goes to Bear 15 and a diving, sprawling mark from Brayshaw. Helmet on, concussion battles in 2016 and 17. Now a grand final, the D's take back the lead off the boot of Angus Brayshaw. So this definitely highlights how sharp and how serious this issue is. Angus himself has said that concussion is a massive issue facing our game. He hopes from this, while it's a terrible result for him personally, that there can be some positive outcomes for the future of player safety. And, you know, as we see the progress of these class actions around concussions, former players who are suing the AFL over what they claim is a breach in their duty of care to the players and their health. As they progress through the courts, I think that we will just see more and more of this story in the headlines. Tom Maddox, it's going to be really interesting to see the way it all unfolds. Thanks so much for your time today. Thanks, Poppy. Headlines. It's nearly footy season, but the cricket don't stop. Australia started their tour of New Zealand on the right foot last night with a thrilling victory in the first T20. Australia were chasing 215 and needed a boundary off the final ball. Enter Tim David. Four needed from the final Tim Southey delivery. Swung away. Swung away in the get off. Australia went off the final ball. Can you believe it? Tim David take a bow. His skipper out there, Mitch Mars. 
That is some powerful and amazing hitting from the Aussies. Quite remarkable. Tim David, that is some knock. 31 from 10. The Aussies will play another two T20s and then a two-test series against the Kiwis, stretching cricket season all the way into March. Surfing, and there's been an Aussie double at Sunset Beach today with Jack Robinson and Molly Picklam both having a win. Robinson banked an almost perfect wave. Here comes Robinson laying down that rail, hangs on to it, transitions in the barrel. Jack Robinson punches free. Back into the pit one more time. Oh my goodness. I, I don't know what to say. This is one of the best waves I've, I've probably seen out here. Like double barrel at Sunset, that's crazy. And Picklam backed up last year's win at Sunset with a victory over Betty Lou Sakura Johnson. And the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs have a new skipper after Stephen Crichton was chosen to lead the club in season 2024. Crichton is fresh off a third premiership with the Panthers and is hoping to return the Bulldogs to finals action for the first time since 2016. I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Declan Byrne. Thanks to Fox Sports, Fearlessly Australian and the WSL for the extra audio used in today's episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.